Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And we're here on Tuesday, and it is a beautiful, sunny <laughs> day here in Marquette. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Time in a pandemic is fluid. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It is It is very warm in Marquette. We, all, we hit 90 yesterday. We're woo. all melting and dying up here yeah. in the heat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... For for youpers, it's hot. It's too hot for us youpers. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. so it's, but it's, you know, it is what it is. It's summer. <laughs> it is what it is. It is summer. Yes, some we're rejoicing though that it's summer, and we sat. Yeah. We sat outside and had lunch today, and it didn't shiver once. Yeah, and the humidity Amen. is lower today than yesterday. So mm-hmm. there's that. Yes. There are good things. Yes, and my cats rejoiced when I put in the air conditioner. So. Amen. All is good. Yes. Sat on the table right Critters, in front. Get yeah. that breeze. I know our dog does that on our bed. <laughs> Just air things out. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, this feels heavenly." Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and then she goes and bakes in the sun, and then repeats like, "Heat, hot ice, cold, heat, hot ice, cold. heat, ice." Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. She's, you know, some. She was listening to her physical therapist or something. I don't know. Mm, to live that life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So, yeah. Sounds good. So, uh, last week we had the Gerasene demoniac story. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week, Jesus continues his desert journey um, in the heat, but like he's going <laughs> to a different place. And um, we've had a little interlude, like there's, we're, we're jumping a little bit uh, through past some stories. We miss the healing of Jairus' daughter, um, the healing or the exorcism of another demon, mm-hmm. uh, feeding a 5,000, some disciple squabbling. We'll come back to those though. Yeah. Excuse me. Ooh. But like, We've we jump over those and we end up into this this story at the end of Luke chapter nine, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's really interesting to me how many times like we Jesus is on the move, like mm-hmm. that like we start with a story and it's like and we're shifting, mm-hmm. and um it's really interesting to me because in some ways like thinking about this about our own lives, like many stories do hinge upon transition and shift and movement, but it's also, it's, it's interesting to think about like, what is the significance of, of movement and place in this? Right. I mean, like, yeah, like that. Um, and especially the behavior that happens and the narrative of welcome or not welcome hospitality, um, Mm -hmm. healing, what does Jesus do in a certain place? Like I was just thinking about like last week and in, in the garrison country, right? Like that he's, He's welcomed, but not welcomed, right? Like mm-hmm. they're curious about him, but then when something actually happens, they want him the heck out of there. Yeah. And so it's really, it's interesting to me to think about like space and place and time transition because mm-hmm. Luke packs it. Well, all the gospel writers really do. It gets packed. It's condensed. So like we mm-hmm. pivot, 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 like place, 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 place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably actually longer than like a week. Yeah. It moves right? a little, it or mo- this is over the course of three years. So, right. So yeah. who knows exactly, you know, how long it's been mm-hmm. since he was in, he was on the shores with the pigs yeah. that might've been a year ago. And one thing I'm thinking about too, is like, there is this interesting kind of conflict between who accepts Jesus and who doesn't. Yeah. But there's also such like a unexpectedness about who will accept him because Right. We think, oh, well, the Jewish people should accept Jesus, but they don't. And then we think, oh, well, the outsiders should accept Jesus, but they don't. But often it is the outsiders that are accepting Jesus. So there's this there's this fluidness, like yeah. say, with like 
who's going to accept Jesus? And honestly, everybody kind of gets thrown all together between who will and who won't for different reasons. And in Luke, just like in Mark, the disciples are in the midst of it as like, we think that they should be the golden children mm-hmm. and like nail but it. they're worse but than they're everyone worse else. they're worse than everybody else. They <laughs> fail more often and more yeah. dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that was just before this, like the concerning, the greatest, like, they, like yeah. which one is the greatest? And Jesus is like, oh they my They were all gosh. fighting amongst each other right. who's the greatest, right? Yeah. And yeah, Jesus and, is like, who's ever humble is the greatest and that's none of you right yeah it's essentially (laughs) essentially children go out and play in the backyard would you Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you're not it so (laughs) (laughs) so so that this has all gone on and we get this story for today uh or really for sunday this coming sunday third sunday after uh after pentecost Mm -hmm. um and uh, the title is commonly of this passage is commonly Jesus's rejection in Samaria. Okay, so a kinda, Samaritan village refuses to receive Jesus. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. this, that is what happens. That's the, what the NRSV, and then so, we move into would be followers of Jesus. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all right, there's a lot going on here too. So we are in Luke chapter nine, starting in verse fifty-one. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set towards Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Mm, Then they went on to another village. As they were going on along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. To another he yeah, to another he said, Follow me. But he said, First, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord. Let me be first to say let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Oh, this text. There's so much that's that's <laughs> wonderful and also just hard. Cryptic Jesus. Uh, and this isn't even John, it's Luke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um <laughs> so, so shall we start at the beginning of this and unpack it? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me. Uh, I was at a, a friend's a, a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about their deceased grandmother, and she had like wild sayings for everything. Wow. And they all one one Christmas when they were all together, they all gave out mugs that had her sayings <laughs> while she was still alive. <laughs> all right, all right, nice, nice. I feel like Jesus is really living into this role. Yeah. Yeah, let's just put this on a mug and call it good. Um, Let the dead bury their own dead, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. I know. So let's let's <laughs> separate right. these two passages, because I mean these two pieces, because I think they're both, they fit together, but they're also different. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, maybe let's deal with Samaria first, because okay. in some ways that's, easier and I actually kind of enjoy where the second part goes I think there's kind of some funky stuff to talk about mm-hmm. with what Jesus is actually saying um yes but first off so Jesus is headed to Jerusalem mm-hmm. um before we started recording um Pastor Molly was talking about 
um, that this is the pivot. Jesus is now turning fully towards Jerusalem, and mm-hmm. um, and it They're means no longer on their wanderings, right? right. Through so, the countryside. So, I mean, the thing to think about from a narrative perspective is that this is this is a pivotal shift, meaning that now the writing is not about Jesus's ministry among the people as much as it's also about what it means to be headed towards Jerusalem. Yeah. And who Jesus is. Right? Yes. Yeah, we get that, identity. that term, the son of man. We do. A little later. We do. So. Yeah. And so he's going to this village and it's great. Like he says, go ahead, get things ready for me. And what happens? Hmm. It doesn't work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're not going to receive him. Well, it's interesting, too, because it almost makes like the phrasing of it, which I'm wondering if that's like accurate in the Greek. It makes it seem like it's Jesus's fault that they don't receive him. Oh, because he was determined to go to Jerusalem. Yeah. Like he's yeah. just passing yeah. through, which is interesting because of how that connects to the would be followers of Jesus and also to the garrisoned demoniac. The garrisoned demoniac wants to be with Jesus, the person and have him. Yeah. And these other people want to be with Jesus too. But there's also this kind of resilience, resistance from Jesus being set on Jerusalem that he's not going to be there for very long. And so the people need to not be claiming him as a person, but the idea of the gospel. Yeah, and I think that's true to the Greek. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to read it in my rusty Greek right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> and I'm like I think that is actually that they're blaming it on Jesus. I right? think that like the word I like, yeah. I yeah. think that the subject verb and like the agreement and how the words work that that is what is happening. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of like this. Oh, if you're just passing through, then just keep going. Like, why would we? Why yeah. we don't want to receive you just for a short period of time? We want you to be here. Which is an interesting thing because it's also so it's it's a Jesus brings it upon himself, but it's also this question of of what is the desire and what is the need, yeah. and is Jesus kind of like. But that's not who I am for you guys. I'm it's, not. It's I'm like not people don't stay, get right? that Jesus Himself is just passing through, but the right. gospel is the thing that's yeah. gonna last. Just a stranger on the bus. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Trying to make his way <laughs> home, <laughs> which is so interesting because, like, the like um, comparison between the Samaritans not receiving Jesus now, but the parable of the good Samaritan. Yes. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And the good Samaritan really like is just this figure who has nothing really to do with Jesus, the person, right. other than the fact that he's following the gospel. He's following the good news. And in some ways that that contrast sets it up beautifully mm-hmm. because what it does is it points out that this is not about where you come from, mm-hmm. but it's about behavior. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. so it's not which side of the tracks you're on mm-hmm. um, or your ethnic identity or who you are. It's it's how you behave, what yeah. you are doing. Just as it's not about Jesus himself, right. yeah. it's about what Jesus represents. Yeah. And here it's really interesting too, because then so I love this. James and John are like, Yeah, let's smite him, Jesus. <laughs> James, we can just like command some fire to come down from the sky <laughs> and like They'll all be gone, Jesus. Like, does that sound good? <laughs> and Jesus is like, um, no, no. <laughs> no. And 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 the interesting piece about this too is that Jesus does not rebuke the Samaritans or the mm-hmm. villagers for rejecting them. Mm-hmm. Jesus rebukes the disciples 
For wanting to get for revenge. For wanting to get revenge on, <laughs> on a lack of hospitality. Yeah, that's not what Jesus told them to do. He said, if people are not willing to receive you, wipe the dust off your shoes and keep going. Well, verse 56, and they went on mm-hmm. to another village. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they Just kept keep going. going. Keep going. It's not about yeah. getting revenge, you know? Right. And so, I mean, and this, by the way, conjures up images, especially from Old Testament stories, but we think about like Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. which is a story, by the way, mostly about inhospitality, yeah. right? Like failing to grant hospitality to people. Yeah. It's also about sexual violence and other things, but that's a whole nother. Rape. Yeah, rape. It's all about, it's a whole nother can of worms to open yeah. up on, on another day. Not our topic for today. Not our topic today. But what, what is powerful about this is that Jesus does not rebuke the lack of hospitality. Mm-hmm. Jesus rebukes the behavior and the anger Mm-hmm. in response to it and says that's not okay yeah right like that's not what we're gonna do yeah yeah it's kind of this it's that jesus knowing that not everyone will be ready to receive him at a certain time right and that's mm-hmm. a powerful thing that the disciples don't get they're like but they rejected you yeah that's not okay we're it's jesus our way or the highway right. jesus and jesus is like nope. they're going to reject me Mm-hmm. Like I'm headed to Jerusalem, guys. Didn't you get that memo yeah, that I just shared with you? Like I, I'm going to be rejected. Yeah, and it's also setting, which is I I know I've said it before, but one of my favorite things, right? It's the real miracle of the crucifixion is that Jesus doesn't come back from the dead and say, "Let's go get those Romans," right? Right. Yeah. It's no. like setting that up, right? When we are oh, rejected, absolutely. when we are persecuted, when we are murdered. We do not rebuke the yeah. those that have hurt us. We don't bring down fire upon to, them. to right. create vengeance, right? We don't perpetuate the violence of the situation. Which is a huge distinction. This is a this is a theological point that Luke is making through the disciples here and Jesus' response to them, which is who is in the position to judge? Mm-hmm. Only God. Yeah. Not the disciples. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not their role. Y'all aren't God. Right. You ain't it's the a, greatest and you're not God. Right. It's kind of it's kind of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It plays off of what has just happened. Yeah. Right? You guys are humble. And now you want to do what? No, yeah, you right. can't do this, guys. Sorry. I just got like, done telling you to be humble like children. And now you want to like lightning bolt people. Right. <laughs> he's At the same time, he's probably like, guys, I'm not a Greek god. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't like some mythic notion of like vengeance, like yeah. that you keep having in the backs of your minds. Mm-hmm. Like let go of that. Yeah. I will not be your Captain America. <laughs> Right. Like, yeah. I mean, he's not an Avenger. No, you know? he's no, not avenging. No, at all. Mm-mm. Right. Like there is a different purpose to Jesus and to God through Christ mm-hmm. in this world, which in some ways leads up to the next section and Jesus talking about who he is. Because mm-hmm. after being rejected and then rebuking the disciples because they want to smite those that um, have rejected him, he then they're I love it They're as they're walking along the road. And chatting, right? Because mm-hmm. let's be fair. Some of the best and deepest conversations happen on walks. It's really true. That is true. And right. so like, but this one comes the up that like. to Emmaus. You yeah. Know? But somebody's like, hey, so I'll follow you wherever you go, Jesus. Is that how you imagine? I imagine them be like, hey, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you go. I find it either way works. <laughs> right? Like, like kind of like a fangirl on the side of the like road. Like fangirl. I also I hear you, Jesus. Be like. <laughs> I, I also imagine it being like the roadie, like, man, I'll go anywhere with you. Man, I'd follow you to the end of the road. <laughs> right? Like, I kind of see it as like, I want to be on this journey with you. And like, and hey man, Je- I'll go with you. And Jesus then responds through imagery, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. 
Foxes have holes or den. The translation I'm reading from has mm-hmm. foxes have dens and the birds have the sky of this in the sky of nests, but the son of man will have no place to lay his head. Mm-hmm. You know, which is interesting, right? It's it's that you where I'm going, you can't follow me. Right. Right. There, the, everybody has their place mm-hmm. and your place is not with me. Yeah. Which that is a hard thing. But that also is like well, last week with I the think, demoniac. I think it's to not. It's that you can't bear the cup that I'm about to bear, right? It's that Last Supper kind of imagery. It is. The cup of suffering, which I am about to bear, you cannot, right? You cannot, but I'm also... you can't really truly follow me into that, into Jerusalem. Right. I think it's a cannot, but it's also... I think that it's also... It's powerful because it's not that you just... That you cannot. It's that that's not your role, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like... You're not supposed to. Yeah. Foxes have holes. Birds have nests. Mm-hmm. I'm not what you think I am, but also that's not who you are. Like this. Yeah. It's playing with identity again mm-hmm. in some ways and like meaning and who they are, who yeah. Jesus is, but also who they are. Mm-hmm. Because then he even he turns it on its head even further when they're like, but well, first let me go bury somebody. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, no. And in some ways that's terribly insensitive. And in other ways it's like. Jesus is saying the status quo doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you get this? Like, you're asking to follow me. Yeah. And you want to do this, which you can't do, by the way. And now you're saying, but first let me do this. And he's, in some ways he's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, this is not how yeah. how discipleship works. And it isn't how my kingdom works. Mm-hmm. In part because he's like, they're not actually dead. Right? There's there's a little bit of subtext here too. Oh. Like, well, I mean, like, not oh, that he's resurrecting the dead them. Bury their They're own de- dead. dead. Because yeah. in some ways, he's saying, he's he's basically saying, there is more than this, meaning mm-hmm. you're missing the picture. You're focused in the past rather than the fact that the future brings life in a different way. Yeah. Right? So there's That's a couple, what I mean yeah, by that. That, yeah. that. There's a resurrection life right. being and there's, professed. There's this dichotomy between life and death here. And, yeah. like, you think that, like, gaining life means following me but going where i'm going and i yeah but really it's staying where you are and proclaiming the good news which, which is what connects back to the garrison yeah, demoniac right? yeah yeah the man with the demons and who man i wish we had a different name for him can we just call him stan or something because like <laughs> stan the garrison demoniac <laughs> i mean because like after he's been exorcised the, the demons have are gone like mm-hmm. we don't he's just the guy you get a name the man formerly known as the garrison demoniac yeah. right formerly known. <laughs> previously yeah. known as you know which makes me think about something that you know i was thinking about in seminary there is an ease about you know going to many different places or being someone um like Oh, gosh. Sorry. I need to think of the word. Being like Isaiah or one of the prophets, right? Being a prophet versus being a pastor. Yeah. Right. Where Jesus is like a prophet, right? He's going to he's going to lay down the law. He's going to say the words. He's going to tick some people off and then he's going to keep going and keep moving along. And there there are two stripes of prophets, too, because there are the prophets that pre- bring it to their own community. Mm-hmm. And man, that is rough, right? Exactly. And then there are the prophets that keep on moving, and that's yes. easier. And it's, yeah. And so Jesus is the one that keeps on moving. He's keeping on moving. Which doesn't mean that it's easy for him. Right, but that no. But it's like, much it's much harder to speak the word of truth into your own community and then to stick around and, in some and ways deal that's, with the aftermath. And in some ways, that's what he's asking them to do. Yes, he's asking them to be prophet pastors. And, and in some ways, his comment about the dead and also about saying goodbye mm-hmm. 
is part of that because basically in some ways he's saying two things. He's saying one, well, if you're actually going to leave, you're not really like, then you're just escaping. You're escaping. Right. Like, like Mm -hmm. what are you, why are you leaving? What is the purpose? Yeah. But there's, there's the other side of this, which is like saying you're not leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, which also means that the goodbye that you think exists, mm. the burying the dead that you think exists, yeah. that all of these things that you think are going to bring closure. Yeah, you're going to tidy up your business and move along. And in some ways, Jesus is like, you're about to go back and nothing is going to be tidy. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go minister to the dead who are burying their dead. And you need to bring them the kingdom of God, the life. Right. And yeah. by the way... Um, Goodbye is never going to mean the same thing again because mm-hmm. you're watching me go to Jerusalem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like. And I don't need you. Those people need you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you don't need me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that he, they don't need you, Jesus, I'm right? I'm giving you the like, good news, the kingdom you know, of God, God, that message. Right, and right. And you got to take that message and you bring it to do your it. people. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And it's, I think it's really powerful because in some ways this is, coming off of the healing stories and how he is engaged with community. Mm-hmm. This is pivotal, pivotal because in some ways what Jesus is saying, and I, I kind of like this from a community grassroots organizing kind of mentality is Jesus is saying, you think that following me to the capital and thinking that I am going to be your leader is going to create the change that you want. Mm-hmm. But in reality, the change that you want is by following me and bringing that change and this kingdom right here and now to your community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like it's about here and now it's not about what, yes, it's about what's going to happen in Jerusalem, but not the way you think it's going to happen in Jerusalem. Right. But you're essential to here and now. Now, Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder about that because that makes sense for me with the first two, but I'm not sure about the last one. You mean to say goodbye to my family? No one puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Well, is that is that about that the work is ahead? Oh, okay. That like you can't do the work, like mm. you can't push a plow forward while you're looking backwards. Okay. That's right? a, yeah, that's a good. And so it's kind of like this um you've got to look for like where why are you why do you keep looking back? Mhm. Um in some ways this actually fits really well in a strange, strange way to that really messed up Isaiah text last weekend and like the darkness, but like, <laughs> I am too holy for you. Right. But yeah. like, but like this, <laughs> this level though of that, of how has evil existed in the past, mm-hmm. right. Or how has, has, how have things existed in the past and thinking about the man with the demons, right. Like mm-hmm. what has that community understood in the uh, past? Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, you can't go back to that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to push they forward. S- they still want him to be the demon possessed person, right? Because right? they have control over that, and so yeah, you have control. You don't have control anymore when you're looking ahead, right? No, I mean, and mm, to a certain I mean, you extent, you do. Yeah, you have control over certain things, but there's you don't- no certainty. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Like when you look back, you can see the field that has been plowed, and that's a certain. It's been done. That's true. But when you look ahead, there's no certainty to what will come in the future. Right. Right. Which is the kingdom of God. What is new? What is new? And also, I think, I mean, in some ways, the the imagery is powerful because it's the plow, right? Mm -hmm. The source of life, right? Food. Food, but also hard work. Yeah. That, like, you can't turn back and think that it's going to be easier by saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
which is interesting because like, I think most of us are like, we want to say, we want the goodbyes. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have goodbyes. I, I actually don't think this passage speaks very well about grief. I think there's some messiness no. here, but I do think it speaks really well about like thinking about how are we called in discipleship in relationship to who Jesus is mm-hmm. and what does that look like in our lives? Like, mm-hmm what do we have to set aside or let go of in order to actually be present to the kingdom that Christ is asking us to be part of? Hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking too, wow, that takes like a huge amount of trust, right? Because it would be so much easier just to leave everything behind. And he's saying this to like the disciples and they're just like... And follow "Ah, Jesus, right? say this, Jesus. Jesus is probably like, I got enough of these sorry losers following me. I don't need one more. <laughs> She's just like, guys, this is why I've got to get away sometimes. Ugh. But I, you're right, because mm-hmm. like I think that there's this there's this element of of that, of like of of how do you how do you help people understand something mm-hmm. in a way that like you, so there's still work to be done where you are. You yeah. Know? And how do you help it's them? It's so do much it, easier to right? just get up and leave or move on or start something new, right? And and it's also, it's more exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, to there's be f- a hopefulness, a potential that is not there for something that is in the past. You right. Know? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot easier to recruit to go see the world mm-hmm. in the military than it is to come see the inner city in AmeriCorps. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, those are different worlds. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of it is that, like, it's harder to say, no, you, you're supposed to go home. Mm-hmm. Or where you are is where you're supposed to be. Mm. Like, I think there's this notion of adventure, of calling, of discern, of like the needing to be where the action is. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, haven't you noticed it's right here? Yeah, in your own community. In your own community. And that's interesting because you know I've been we've been talking about that in my Bible study with folks, right? Where we we're talking about you know like the gun violence epidemic and the need for like laws to change, and it's like. That feels so huge and overwhelming that it's so much easier to just be like, well, I've got, I got, I can't change that, so what's the point? Being overwhelmed, mm-hmm. yeah. But when you think about it, it's like when you ask a different question of what can you do in your own community, then some interesting doors open up and doors that are more challenging because they're with people and folks that you know. Yeah. So. And And it's interesting because I think that like, I mean, this ties interestingly to demons mm-hmm. and thinking of like, what are our demons mm-hmm. and thinking about that, like our demons are the ones that divide, divide us and pull us away from what we should be doing. What does matter? What yeah. is important? Our relationship I love with that God. definition of demons. And, mm-hmm. and it makes me think that like the greatest demon is the one that numbs us mm. to like, mm-hmm. to respond. Yeah. Right. That it pulls us so far away that we feel like we can't even do it anymore. Yeah. And so when we become so used to things, yeah, you know, yeah, the, the divisions have become so mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah. We think this is the way it, it's supposed that, to be that we're like, well, I can't do anything about that mm-hmm. or that's, that's it. That's how it is mm-hmm. rather than being like, but wait, maybe these belong in a pig. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, Actually, but we should probably cast out those demons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, but basically saying like, no, Jesus wants us to be freed from these. Mm-hmm. Right. And I kind of wonder if, like, in some ways, Jesus is like, "Guys, follow me," but you're still a tat. You're you're struggling, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's it'd be really interesting to. I mean, you know, I'd love to have conversations with Jesus anyway, 
Um, but like, it'd be interesting to like, you know, have a beer, have a pint with Jesus and be like, so Jesus, um, when you're talking about this mm-hmm. and this is just after you've done some demon work, um, what are you thinking about with the, with the folks that are asking you about where they, where they're going, <laughs> you know, and how this is happening? You like, still thinking about demons? You still thinking about what's going on in, inside them mm-hmm. and like the, where their motives lie and what they're wanting to do and yeah. like. And, and there's part of me that's kind of like, I, I, I think maybe he is. Oh, okay. You so know? you're, are you saying like maybe the work is at home and maybe the work is within you? I wasn't quite going to totally spiritualize it or psycholog- psychologize it that much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you could. Yeah. I think you could go there. I think that could be a powerful way to think about it. Mm-hmm. I also think, though, that it's a powerful way to think about just community. I think I like this passage in the context of just like, how do we understand being present and, yeah. and, being, and staying? Mm-hmm. And how do we understand... What what do we have to let go of in order to actually still be present? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the expectations that we're holding still? Mm-hmm. Um, which is different from, than division, which pulls us away. This is mm-hmm. letting go so that we can actually draw closer, right, mm-hmm. to the kingdom. Bringing your community to wholeness, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. All right. I don't know. There's a lot to chew on here. Yeah, it, it did turn. I, when, when I first read it, I was like, ah. <laughs> no thank boxes. you boxes but yeah i think there's some good things good things in here i like i like where we've gone with it so we'll see what comes out on sunday yeah yeah i i think it's an interesting passage where where it leads you friends as you have heard us <laughs> ramble i do not know mm-hmm. but i i hope that it has at least made you think and ask questions about um kind of what are your expectations what questions are you asking but also how do you follow mm-hmm. like what does that look like and um where does that fit in where in the journey for you are you with this in relationship to yeah um and i think too with where jesus is calling you yeah. you know it it sounds harsh at first when jesus is like you can't come with me but yeah. like what is the work that jesus is calling you to do Right. He's not asking you to cast it all off and go on a vacation with him. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, you can't go to the depths of hell with me. Mm-hmm. Um, the abyss. The abyss. But I need you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So where, how, how are you to be here now? I need you here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm taking from this passage this week is kind of is like, what is the work here and now? Um, and how do how do I remember that that is also that discipleship is here and now? Mm-hmm. Um, it is looking ahead too, but it's also it's, here. it's about being present mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I like so, that. So thanks for joining us today, friends. Yeah, hope you're enjoying nice weather wherever you might be. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew, and I'm Pastor Molly. Be well, friends. <laughs>